Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. I'm the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished to God. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, all of the godfathers, all of the stepfathers, all of the fathers-to-be, and everybody who's a father figure out there. Back. So we have a very special guest in the building for Father's Day. Wild B, can you tell everybody who you are, what you've been up to? I know you just dropped a single like two weeks ago i did i'm super excited first and foremost thank you for having me no, no doubt um, no doubt i am actually getting ready to release an ep in okay. a few months so i'm kind of revving up for that but i am a model turned singer okay motivator mother you know and i got a few other things under my belt okay. at home i'm a builder bob too but that's you know. <laughs> so what what allowed you to make that transition from model to singer like what made you want to do that well if i i should be saying i was a singer turned model turned singer again because it was first right um but i was working on music and then my first photo shoot is kind of what took me into the modeling industry it was kind of not really planned you know and then after a while i felt feeling like i wasn't expressing myself you know i I didn't i didn't feel fulfilled and what I realized was I was I lost a way to express myself, which was through music. So that's kind of how it full circle went back to it, you know? Lit, lit, lit. All right, so we normally start off with an icebreaker. I think today, in light of it being Father's Day, the icebreaker will revolve around that. So I'm going to say we should talk about what the importance of uh, fatherhood is. So do you got, you got like a, a special memory or a special reason why you think fathers are, are important to society um well just you know just going back to my dad you know happy father's day leslie lloyd gray the first and the last uh my dad um had a lot of uh not to put his business out there but you know it's reality my father had a lot of uh, outside kids mm-hmm. and he still supported every last one of us both financially and showing up for like the special moments so like that graduation mm-hmm. you know you know, one of my brothers might have a child on the way. He'll send like a thousand dollars. Yo, I can't make it to the baby shower, but yo, do what you got to do with this. Like my father really uh, put that work in, you know, and, and and being somebody from, you know, the islands, you know, Jamaica, West Indies. Father had a hard life. My father grew mm-hmm. up poor. My father didn't grow up with a silver spoon in his mouth. My father grew up watching his father be poor, watching his father's father be poor. So my father finally decided that he needed to break that curse. Came to America about 30-something years ago, became an electrician, one of the top electricians at his firm. And, you know, he's been doing the damn thing. But my, my father just a, a leading example of not making excuses, no matter what the situation is. He really 
did not and he could he really could but he just chose not to so i think those are one of the prime examples uh of being a father and what fatherhood means is no matter what the situation is with your baby mom is with you know you know the current woman that you're with you know kids didn't ask to be here so don't make excuses for you know you not being able to provide for them they didn't ask to be here so you know you're gonna find a way and that's what he's been doing so shout out to my dad how about you me, I told you guys earlier, I have two dads. Yes. So mm-hmm. um, my stepdad um, came into my life when I was five, and he taught me a lot of uh, about patience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to have somewhat of a temper, you know. Really? I did. That's There's always the small ones. <laughs> <laughs> always the yeah, small ones with the temper. you know, and it, and it was attached to patience. I didn't, I don't like to wait for things. That's, But that also... Okay. Um, contributed to my work ethic too. Like, I'm not going to wait on nobody. I'm going to get it done myself, you know? But he really taught me how to be patient and how to listen more um, and be more receiving and um, try to see from other people's perspectives instead of just going to 100. Um, My biological father, we just reconnected and got really, really close these past five years or Mm so. Um, He was diagnosed with, um, he has kidney failure, Oh, wow. So the yeah, so the year uh, that we, I was like, forget all the, because I had you know, the resentment issues mm-hmm. of the absent father stuff, you know, real petty stuff. Right, right. So um, one year, uh, my brother called me. He was like, "Yo, our dad might not live till Christmas." So I was like, "Okay, drop all that all other right. stuff." So him and I have gotten really close, and he's become like a really good friend like i he's like my spiritual warrior i call him he's very religious um will preach to anybody if i call him right now we're gonna be on the out we're gonna be on the phone with him for like two hours he's gonna pray over everybody and all oh. kinds of stuff but he's my spiritual warrior if i'm ever struggling with mm-hmm. anything that i like something don't sit right mm-hmm. um i call him you know he's really instilled faith in me even mm-hmm. more these past two years wow. hell this past two months goddamn wow. wow yeah so Shout out to my daddy. So my father uh, passed away when I was three. So I think that the the lesson or or like the experience from that is what or what I think I, you can get from that in terms of what makes fatherhood really important is the fact that having a father in your life, existing in your life, in your presence is an important thing because of modeling. Like um, I was watching... Uh, a clip from the red table earlier this morning and Wale was talking about like how in his family it was super important to see because he didn't get to see it he comes from Nigerian a Nigerian background he didn't get to see like his family his mother and father really interact because that's not really the culture they don't really show love in that household is what he was expressing so I think it's just really important in terms of that modeling aspect to have a father figure that you can reach out to and speak to. And they they may not always be there physically, but they exist in some type of plane on this earth where you can reach out to them. Um, because it, it helps to paint the picture for a lot of young people growing up, whether you're uh, somebody's daughter or somebody's son, that person really teaches you what being a male is. Um, and I think it kind of sets that foundation and groundwork, um, especially for young women when they're looking to date. Mm-hmm. And uh, for young men, when they're looking to make an impact on society. Um, and that's not to take anything away from single mothers, because obviously I come from a single mother. I think she did the best job um, ever. But there's just a there's a difference. Um, it's a different dynamic, yeah. different bonds. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely so, different. 
Yeah, and that's like again, it's apples and oranges. It's not it's not mm-hmm. something that is like, oh no, they weren't able to do this, that, and a third. It's just a different component that gets added into the mix. Right. Um when when that's there. So all right, cool. Sticking on Father's Day, we're gonna talk about this Amber Rose situation. I don't know if y'all saw the, I just saw it. Nah, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's all right. So Amber Rose put up a, a picture on Instagram mm-hmm. um with both of her baby fathers in the same picture. Mm-hmm. And she was saying like happy Father's Day to both of them um for different aspects. So my thing is, is that like crossing the line? Cause it's like you got these two different baby fathers in the same picture and you're shouting them out at the same time. I don't think so. I think it's really mature. You know, okay. and obviously in the picture they were hanging out, you know, like my daughter's uh, father. Okay. He has a wife. Right. There's nothing, you know, like we're all family now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like if there's two fathers, give them both, of, you know, give them both love. I don't think it's crossing the line. Okay. How do you make that situation work? Like what are the keys to making that relationship workable between like you and, and his new wife? Well, first and foremost, it can't be no extra stuff going between, you know, right, he can't right. be with both of us. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And we've passed all that petty stuff. We we're comfortable with our situations. That's first and foremost. That's where it gets messy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And then communication and a level of respect, you know? So I obviously have respect for her and I have respect for him. So it's just certain boundaries and lines you don't cross. I, you know, we don't I feel like the biggest problem that I've seen other people is like they they muddy it up with having relationships, mm-hmm. relations, you know what I'm saying? There's no relations. I feel like that cuts off a lot of stuff. And I don't have nothing bad or I don't wish anything bad on her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like it cuts off so much shit. Like keep it about the kids and that's it. Right. Like my child happy, my child good, we all good. We ain't got no problems here. So I hear that. What you think, D? I mean, the first time I feel like I'm even being asked this type of question. I don't know because, you know what I mean? I mean, I have to go from my experience. And my experience is, is my mom never had another a man besides my dad. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I never really experienced those issues, even though I have a sister who, she, yeah, she, she probably has experienced that. And we haven't really gotten into that. I got a sister who, you know, um, I have two sisters. I have a sister that I grew up with my whole life. And then I have a sister that was born five years after my sister turned five. So... Um, we didn't really start to get to know my other sister, Claudia, until maybe until Claudia was like 18, 19, until she was like becoming a woman because my mom had an issue with her coming over the house when we was kids. Yeah, Mm -hmm. She 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 just had had an issue with that strongly. And then I I saw the dynamic between how the sister that I lived with and the sister that I didn't live with, how they would clash. Because my Mm -hmm. sister's like, you weren't even supposed to be here type shit. Uh, Like, that's what what it was. That stemmed from the parents, though. You know what I'm saying? If the parents would have handled that differently, they wouldn't be that back and forth. Yeah. um, But yeah, I don't don't know. I mean, I I don't don't think, because I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about these two individuals. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have, who's it? Liz um, and Sebastian. I don't know Sebastian that I much. I don't know Sebastian that much. I mean, I Wiz, I love Wiz, and I love that commercial he did with his son like three months ago mm-hmm. where they're literally playing with the Orioles. I was like, this is fire. Like, yeah. this is the, this is what it's about. It's yeah. not about the other stuff. It's not mm-hmm. about the memes. It's about this right here. You're right. doing the work. Your kid is happy. Kid don't even care, you know, if you rich and famous. He's just like, yo, I'm just happy that my dad is here. So, right. I think, mm-hmm. like you said, it's about the kids. Yeah. yeah. They, they seem like they have a really cool family dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, they can all chill at a barbecue or something. I mean, that's the part that kind of threw me off a little bit because, I mean, I think that's the ideal situation. I think everybody would strive for it to be... Kind of like everybody's getting along. Right. But normally when I see um, even celebrities with different uh, parents, it's like they always do it separate. 
is always like a picture yeah. with yeah. that kid and, and that family. That's true. And then it's the, you know, separate. So she's putting it together kind of is interesting because I'm sure I'm, I know there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to give a flack for it um, for whatever v- various reasons. But the thing is, they're in the picture together. She's not even there. She wasn't right. forcing them to be in a picture right. together. You know what I'm saying? But I will say it made me raise questions like, wait, was they friends before or are they friends now after? Well, I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, like, I was like when that's did the this... only thing I was like, hmm, but that's cool. <laughs> when did this picture come about? Did they know they that they was captured in this moment? Because they looked like they was at a concert or something. Yeah. And just bugging out and a picture was taken. But I mean, it's interesting. I think that, I think it's a step forward. I think that, like I said, I, I think that's what everybody strives to have in those type of situations where the new person um, can get along with the old person and there's not a bunch of other shit going on because that's when trust is broken and we can't like move forward and stuff like that. So Tory Lanez also, um, he came out, I think it was yesterday, and was speaking about how he was shooting a music video and... Um, the director tried to switch out two dark-skinned girls for two light-skinned girls. So he came out and he spoke out about it. And it was kind of like the first time in recent memory for me that I saw a, a male artist, like especially in hip-hop, speak about that um, colorism and stuff like that. So how important is him making that stance? Um, I think, uh, I didn't even know he made that statement. I do know he made that very controversial music video about two months ago. Where uh, it the whole the whole video was about just killings in the hood, and I liked how he did the video because the video started where this little kid is just caught in the crossfires. There's always like that kid that's just going to school or coming home from mm-hmm. playing with his friends, and then he's just the one that not the intended person. Not saying that we got to go out there and we kill each other, but the video was about that, and a group of kids inadvertently shot the wrong kid. But then the video starts where the uncle is encouraging the kids that want the revenge. He's telling them, yo, go out there and do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Do, do that for the hood. And then the whole video shows that. And then Tory Lanez reverses the video. And then at the end, it shows the beginning scene with the uncle telling his nephews, yo, this could end your life. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. So I think maybe for, for him, because um, Tory, in my opinion, would be more commercial than conscious and stuff like that. Right. But... I feel like there's things that's happening to him now where he's like, yo, I, I have to take a stance. I have to get on my T.I. shit and really t- I have to get on my David Banner shit and really take a stance because this is just ridiculous. And it's just interesting because he he's not dark skinned. So for him to right. even be speaking about this is like, right. yo, he understands the difference. Like, yo, like we pitting light skin against dark skin. Like we got this like mentality that we got to break. I mean, right. we in 2019. So I think that's dope for him to be doing that. And I think. As he as he continues to do that, more artists that haven't been doing that or been mm-hmm. feeling the way he's been feeling, he kind of probably opened the conversation like, yo, we right. got to start speaking up. Right. I think, that's, I think that's awesome. I think he did it very classy, too, you know, mm-hmm. because he made sure that the other girl, let he let her know that, you know, you're beautiful, too, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm, I'm glad that he handled the situation the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's awesome for all colors to be praised. Yeah. Um, as far as influence, I think... A lot of us have to be very um, responsible with our influence. I feel like the music and, you know, whatever we decide to do is just a vehicle to gain the influence to, you know, um, really push serious issues. Right. Like the stuff that we really need to be taking care of. And colorism is definitely a thing. Yeah. No, I think it's a really, really dope move by him because especially in hip hop, these things happen and maybe behind the scenes 
like the artists are speaking up. But I've never seen someone be vocal like exactly. that. Exactly. I, I think him <laughs> like going to his social media and putting it out there like, yo, this, this director and like clarifying that too, because a lot of times the artists get slack for it being like, oh, uh, you know, all these artists, you just fetish these light skinned women, this, that, and the yeah. third. Um, but for him to clarify that, no, that wasn't even my decision. This is the director trying to switch mm-hmm. out these women. And I had to tell him, no, like, what are you doing? Like, this is not what I would want. So um, I think that's really dope that he took that type of stance. And like you said, he did it in a way where it didn't downplay one person to uplift another, mm-hmm. which is important when it comes to colorism because that tends to ends up being this battle of, you know, light, yeah, light skin, yeah, dark skin, light and dark. No, and it doesn't have to be that at it's all. It's not that. Um, so I just think that it's super important that he, that he does that. And I hope that more artists take the stance to like be a little bit more vocal about these situations and clarify because it's important for I think the masses to understand that sometimes these decisions are not like it even likens back to the the trip drill drill Nelly situation when Nelly was getting a whole bunch of slack because of the credit card scene but it wasn't even his idea that was that was a director I didn't even and know. And it was a I female director. <laughs> That's my video. <laughs> Holy, we got to keep it a thousand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he Shit. got slack. It wasn't his. It wasn't really his vision. It was um a, his director's I vision. I didn't even know. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and it was a female director. That she, she, she was, was freakier there. than Nelly. I thought Nelly was a freaky and guy. I guess. I, listen, man. <laughs> Shit got crazy on Shit set. But crazy on set. <laughs> I think it's important. I think they need to continue to keep doing stuff like that. Um... And uh, it, it just makes a makes a big difference. So it makes the art seem more real to me. Yeah. But um, we got this. Your your Torian brother is out here. Yo, we, <laughs> I'm gonna defend that nigga to the end. So I don't care what nobody Wait. say. Bro. All the time, bro. Chris you Brown. I'm, gonna defend, I'm like, a Taurus too. Oh, my brother's oh a mad close. You sound like my so, best friend. You know what I mean? He can like, do no, nothing wrong. So, Every uh, everybody. Uh, it always feels like the world is against Chris Brown. No matter what, he could put out a single. Yeah, it's fire. But that nigga still hit Rihanna. This nigga could do something for the kids. Yeah, it's fire. But he still hit Rihanna. Damn, son. Can I will say can that. He live? Yeah. I mean, that's a big. He can't live. Man. That's he a can. big situation, though. It <laughs> is, but it's a damn, big deal. it's a big deal. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right, so he's he. So on IG, <laughs> from his account, he was under Karuchi's post talking about yo, your man look like a bum, basically, damn. and I'll style damn. him damn. and make him look better. He probably could. Like, <laughs> he probably could. Oh, he's Chris yeah. Brown. Chris Brown. But he was like, yo, you looking like a bum. Um, I can help him out. Just send him my way. And then he was like, shade but no shade. Then he said some other joint. Um, and then the next day, he said, Oh, my account got hacked. That wasn't me. Probably that's did all, get probably that, did get hacked. That's all they did. But no, that's, like I'm yeah, saying, like, you got a Chris Brown's account, and all you do is go. Go post Talk under shit. under Karuchi's post. Come bro. on, man! Uh, that, all the things you could do. <laughs> that's all that, you do. That's bullshit. That motherfucker was drunk the night before, <laughs> and it was right. drunk texting. He got a whole song about it. Hey, I'm not a hey. part. I'm not a part of Chris Brown's team. I'm just a part. Yes, of his. you are. I'm just a part of. I'm just a part of. Just a part of the Torian. I'm part of the Torian uh, vibration. That's it. Man. Oh, I believe that shit, Chris. That's, that's all it. I gotta say. <laughs> 
I, I mean, I fuck with Chris, the music. Chris, it don't add up. It don't yes, add up. We love you. You got a you. baby on the way. Focus on the brand new boy. And a, a brand new chick. You and a me? brand new chick. <laughs> My nigga. That look just <laughs> like Karuchi. It, it don't even yeah, matter. Yeah, all of them. All of them. They, they all look the same. Right? They all look the same. Everybody has a preference. Okay. I, I really I don't. Karuchi is his preference. Everybody got a preference. I hear you. I Karuchi, brother. Karuchi was the one that got away. Because he clearly not getting Rihanna back. But let's not do the whole hack shit, bro. Just be like, brother. It happened. Like, I was in my feelings. Yeah, I was in my feelings. Somebody had my phone. <laughs> Somebody, I was listening to Drake and that line in the uh, worst man. Hold up, hold my phone. <laughs> and the nigga was like, well, "I'm gonna fuck this nigga. Hold <laughs> shit up. Fuck this. I hate this nigga. You got a popping new single, the single fire, fire. With, with Drake. Fire. Mm, like you can't deny that. Fire. But um, that yeah. ain't it, Chris. That's light skin bromance at its finest, man. You yeah, gotta love them, brothers. Damn, I'm asleep. I have not even heard. You that. haven't heard the uh, no guidance. Get up yeah, on that. Yeah, no okay. guidance. Clearly, the person that took his phone has no fucking guidance. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> you know, okay. And they and they was undecided. Uh, okay. <laughs> Shit. Oh, you gonna go down? Right. Right. Yeah, they, they was undecided. But you ain't on the pay- payroll. Hey. No, <laughs> no. They they didn't respect his phone. They fucked up the privacy. Okay. So you've been kind of talking about a situation like this for a really long time. I've been giving you slack (laughs) about it, but finally you got a little bit of a a little bit of evidence behind your uh, theory regarding some of these accounts uh, with Me Too with this Cuban Gooden Jr. situation. Yeah. So even my mom. My mom is a big Me Too person when it comes to, she's like, a lot of these women be lying. And my mom is a woman. She's like, yeah. yo, they're going to get caught one day. Yeah. And I, I hate that because they're go. messing it up yeah, for the they, people they who actually have people, trauma. Right. Yeah. Th- so shout out to Cuba Gooden. Well, we don't I know wa- how it's going to go. I watched that whole surveillance. Where? When? Right. So because the, they were did a lot of huddling us. too. I didn't really understand. Like, am I missing it? Or So for those who don't know... Cuban Gooden Jr. got uh, arrested the other day. Um, that shit was crazy. Re- regarding an assault, um, a groping charge yeah. with a young woman, and it was it was stated that everything was on camera. So TMZ, of course, TMZ. They always the they first got the footage. fucking ones on site, <laughs> and they and everywhere. the footage really doesn't show what the young lady said happened. I mean, it does say it shows his hand going her thigh, but. That, it a, just seemed like he was trying to comfort her, talk yeah, to her. It, it didn't like, seem like, like a let regular me, conversation. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going up her dress to try and fill something right. up. Um, and then his hand does go towards her chest area. I mean, the video is very grainy. Yeah. And she touches his arm, but she doesn't seem, at least in the video, from what we could see, like she was disturbed or upset she or stayed. mad. She stayed. She hung out. I thought that's why I was like watching. I'm like, okay, when is it going to happen? They must have been having a good time. And then... Shit went left, but yeah, nothing, she hung no, out for a while, it seemed like. Yeah, it seemed like she was fine. I mean, of course, you never know until like Later on, audio or something else is, is added to it. But it does look like one of those situations where somebody figured that they had some type of agenda that they could get accomplished by saying mm-hmm. that he assaulted them. And um, I think it really does muddy up the waters, of course, with... Me too and Time's Up and this movement, I think this beautiful movement that has a lot of female voices telling the broader society what they want when it comes to sexual encounters. Um, But like when you throw in situations like this, it muddies it up and it makes it kind of crazy because now you got all those people who are really defensive and really don't Mm want to make the change and don't want to hear these new voices 
now it gives them evidence as to see this is what was going on this is what's happening right so that's not fair though like to categorize everybody in me too and start victim blaming that that's not what it is right. you know the people who are lying about it just fucking stop you know because you're hurting some it's a bigger picture you know what i'm saying women are being empowered like to even speak up about that is really hard you know what i'm saying so for people to take advantage of that is sick and y'all need to sit the fuck down and shut the hell up ever since ever since this movement really started i see little stuff that has happened in terms of like men that really did what they did and i'm like yeah good that motherfucker going to jail or yo strip away all the titles whatever plaques they got awards yo goodbye and then at the same time it makes me very self-conscious these days there's mm-hmm. certain stuff that I probably would have did in a photo five years ago. I'm not doing that shit no more. Mm-hmm. There's a certain way like I could be at an award show and you know everybody's like taking a group picture. It could be people that I don't know. I'm gonna pull a Keanu Reeves. Keanu, I say, Keanu Reeves does Keanu not Reeves. touch any any woman in any of his photos. <laughs> he don't really? even do that. He just just <laughs> hands just be down. Or I, they the... got photos where like it looked yeah. like he touching them, but, not. but then when they zoom in, right. like, just way like, back I'm just, like and 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 it's unfortunate that you know. Uh, a piece of that is funny, but at the same time, that shit is real because that shit can go left. It, it can, can just... but I think it's a good and a bad thing. It, it, I see where you're coming from because obviously you're not doing, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. Right. But it's also like a warning, like you can't touch me like that. Watch yourself for mm-hmm. those who are, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's both sides, true, you know? True, true, true. So, no, because I've actively seen somebody go for a hug and a hand calmly goes from the mid back to absolutely, the ass. Yeah. And it's like, Bro, you know them? Nah. <laughs> like, what are you doing, yeah. bro? Like, so oh, I've wow. definitely seen situations where certain men think that that's okay and right. and think that they can, like, sexually touch a, a female and there should be no backlash from it. Right. But then again, you know, for certain individuals, now it becomes a question where it's like, yo, I'm a hugger. I like to hug people. And when I see them, that's like my first instinct. But now I have to second guess that right. because I don't want to hug somebody and it become a situation right. where later that's why I, just, I just do this shit. People be like, oh, I'm a hugger. Nah, I just shake my <laughs> shit. Is the camera hitting some fucking way? I might blow the fuck up one day. I don't want this shit to come back 10 years. Nah, <laughs> that's that's I mean, I, I just, I'm still out here hugging. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't I'm, 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 a, I'm a hugger I'm, too. I'm you know like what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm still out here hugging. I'm a hugger. But, um, you know, I try to. I try to to read the energy. You, you, you keep your hands I mean? up on yeah, the back of the truck. Keep the hands up. The hands is up. But I'm trying to read the energy too. Yeah, you giving absolutely. me that standoffish energy. I'm from gonna jump, give you your space. Yeah, yeah you absolutely. Know what I mean? You might want to pound it out. Like you right. might even not not even get the five fingers. So, right. but yeah, I mean it's unfortunate for sure. Now let's get to this this Phoenix situation because that shit was absolutely bananas. Shout out to the police <laughs> that's always doing their motherfucking job incorrectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every police. It's always so, doing too every, much. Every police. Just to paint the picture for y'all, just just imagine uh, a family, they're in their car, they're about to pull off. Mm-hmm. A police car just screeches up. 72 niggas get out the car. I don't even know how they, I don't Yo, know how they fit. That's all exactly how I feel. I don't know hey, how they fit. It's called, it's called paddy wagon for a reason. Like, they're about to pull the police bus up. All the niggas come out, <laughs> guns drawn. All pointed at no the car. No questions asked. No questions asked. No go. nothing. Wow. The their kids in the car, guns drawn, telling everybody, 
put your motherfucking hands up. Not even put your hand. They didn't even start off politely. They didn't right. even start off where can you get your hands there up? There was a Buster Rhymes song. Put yeah. your motherfucking hands on my eyes to see. Right. Oh, yeah, straight Buck Wild in that place to be. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Right, right, right. The, the young lady who I think was in the front seat had a, a baby with her. Young mm-hmm. daughter that I think took the doll. Mm-hmm. Um, Here we go. And so the, the whole. Wait, wait. So. I heard it was about shoplifting. Is that what they're talking about? A kid picked up a. So what happened yeah. was a young the, the the young daughter picked up a Barbie doll and walked out the store without paying for it. Now that happens all the time. It does. Kids they're grab kids. toys all they the really time. They really do. They're kids. And like I don't know if the parents maybe didn't see it or if the parents maybe thought maybe the other parent took yeah. care of it or whatever the case Possibly. is. Possibly, or they were just like. It's a fucking Barbie doll. They probably <laughs> like, way, we're just like, trying to go. Being jump, like, like yeah. they, yeah. being approached like that? Bro, no. Regardless <laughs> of the case, it does not require SWAT to drop down from helicopters mm. with shotguns Whoa. at the window Whoa. talking about, yo, put your motherfucking hands on my like, eyes. Right. <laughs> right. Like, Whoa. the shit is bananas. And the part that really bothers me, and I think this is the part that I think we really need to kind of start talking about is... The police report was way different yes. from the actual accounts of what happened. Mm-hmm. So the police report apparently was making it seem like it was a hostile situation. Mm-hmm. But then the video footage came out and it showed them in a whole different light. So for me, I just imagine all the times that that happens. Because that's my fear. Anytime I get stopped by the cops, I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers could just say that there was weed in the car. Or yeah. there was, and then just throw the shit in my car. Like they have so much power in those situations right. it's really like and then they force it's like they force societal opinion to always be on their side right if you don't if you're not on their side then you hate cops no i don't hate cops i just know y'all motherfuckers do shit like this right. like it's human nature that mm-hmm. like yo i fucked up i stopped this car i thought that there was something going on with it i fucked up and this could turn bad so now i have to make it mm-hmm. so that i didn't fuck up or it mm-hmm. doesn't look like i fucked up and i always think about shit like that all the time like that's the shit that really bothers me I don't, I don't know how y'all feel about... I had an incident, oh, shoot, it had to been like two, three months ago now, where me and my best friend, mm-hmm. Superb Tattoos, we, we had been out um, in Orlando, and we were just talking. So there's like a lake, Lake Lake, lake Eola, right, right downtown. Okay. So we were just sitting by the lake, just talking on some, you know, just like life type stuff, right? So we're heading back to the car. Mind you, no drugs, no alcohol, mm-hmm. nothing. Uh officer on a bike comes up to my window and you know we're having a friendly debate at this point so you know we're moving our arms you know we we having a debate and i pull the window down like yeah what's up he's like are you okay you know i'm like yeah we're just having a friendly debate we're good so we get back to talking two minutes later the bus, the police bus comes no. and it's a biker gang surrounding the car. And yeah. So, <laughs> wow. so I see in the rearview mirror, because I, first I see the guy come back. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? I told him I'm okay. You right. know what I'm saying? They surround the car. Um, he he picks up his phone. He's like, I'm going to record. Is that okay? And and I'm, we're, I'm starting to ask, like, what's going on? What's happening? Um, they snatch him out of the car because he starts to record. He he starts to give me the phone. I see what he's doing, so I pick up the phone. I go slap off on him. They throwing him on the ground. They're saying that um, oh, there was shit. a a report of a gun, a black male with a gun, with a black jacket. I'm like, the club just let out. How many black guys are out here with right. a black jacket? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. So you know, 
it was a really intense situation. They, um, we kept telling them they could search the car, all this other stuff. So I finally get out. I'm like, I want to talk to who's in charge. So I, I start talking to someone, and they were like, um, the, the story completely changed. They're like, well, ma'am, they actually said that there was a woman with a gun. I'm like, well, how come I haven't been detained? Right. You haven't checked anything? Right. I was like, I'm obviously, because I was going to slap off y'all. Like, yeah, I, I I, if you would have seen the video, that's how you you don't talk to the police. <laughs> <laughs> like, you do not do that. Like, I was cussing them out. I was in their face. Like, mm-hmm. all kinds of, I was like, so if I have a gun and I, you know, there was a part of me having a gun, I'm obviously the aggressor here. My friend who was face down on the ground handcuffed at this point oh, is telling shit. me to calm down you know what i'm saying so it is really real that's why after that like i've been seeing so many videos people have been sending me so many videos of this happening way too much with the police they have way too much power like i've made it um one of my purpose or i feel like my purpose is to gain the influence to like i said talk about stuff like this right. and i think what a lot of people are afraid and frustrated with is how do we stop it? How do we control? What do we do? You know, it's almost kind of like a at a place of helplessness. But I feel like that's where we got to encourage our young upcoming upcoming mm-hmm. men to don't being an entertainer isn't the only thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Being an athlete isn't the only thing. You know, it's very desirable. It's very attractive for you to be a judge, for you to uh, be a community leader, for mm-hmm. you to, to do something else that's going to help our community in in general you know what i'm saying so like as far as me i have a huge male fan base so i'll be trying to tell them all the time like look it's sexy take Mm -hmm. take me to a debate Mm -hmm. like let me see you you know i want to go to your graduation when you go to law school and you know like trying to push that that narrative of it's sexy to be something other than than you know the flashy because we need more people in those positions if not what we gonna do Absolutely, because it should be out of out of control. Like, should been out of control. Yeah, I've, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've um, I've definitely had situations similar to that where I'm sitting. I remember there was two incidences where I was sitting in my car. Me and my homeboy were waiting for the club. We were waiting for one of our homeboys to get to the club so that we could all walk in. Cops pulled up on us. Uh, is everything all right? We're sitting in the car. Like, what the fuck? Like, what, exactly. Like, what, do, you, what do you mean? Is everything all right? Like. So you gonna give me a fluffer? Like you gonna give me some extra right. shit? So like we're sitting there, we're like, yeah, everything's good. And then a couple of moments later, they circle back around mm-hmm. and they're looking at us again. At that point, I was like, yo, we just getting, we're gonna get out the car because yeah. I'm not dealing with this shit. And then there was another incident where I was driving uh, home and my homeboy was in the car. Even E Major was with me actually, and they set up a checkpoint mm. and. They stop in every car, going through the checkpoint, the checkpoint in quotation marks, mm. um, and then they start asking us a whole bunch of questions, license and registration. So I always ask, and this is one thing that everybody should know, if you ask them what they pulled you over for, they have to tell you why, or for it. Like, they cannot continue to do procedures without telling you why they stopped you, pulled you over, asking for anything. So I asked them, and he was like, oh, this is just a routine checkpoint and then of course the story switches oh Mm -hmm. there was um a bad car crash and and somebody pulled off it's like bro my car has no scratches on it so i just got here yeah like y'all like what dumb (laughs) shit are y'all talking about there was a car crash with a police officer and um you know they pulled off 
bruh, you can clearly look at the car, see there's no damage on it, and like keep it pushing. So they just like to do stupid shit like that, mm-hmm. especially when, I mean, they say quotas aren't real, but them shits exist. And especially around those times where it seems like they need to boost some type of statistic or whatever, they'll um, stop you for no reason yeah. and then try to make up a reason. Nah. So um, It's got to stop. It's going to stop. Yeah. I'm going to keep talking about it. I don't care. Nah, and the got, thing is, I have friends, have really good friends who are police officers. So it's not... It's not fuck the police. No. It's fuck the bad apples. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, It's just, I don't know. It'd be getting my blood boiling. I mean, speaking of bad apples, you wanted to talk about this last episode, but we didn't get to it. Um, Feinstein, whatever her name is. Laura. Oh, oh fuck whatever her. her. Come on, is. son. <laughs> Lion Linda. Linda. Fuck her, man. Oh, um, man. Uh, and uh, the, um, when they see us. When they see us was so fucking emotional. I cried yeah. every okay. fucking. Okay, me too. <laughs> I see it. I, 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 and it's crazy because I'm an actor and it was hard for me to look at it from an actor's point of view. I looked at it like, yo, this is, th- these were actually the, the people that were being portrayed. Mm-hmm. It was actually them. Because yeah. they just played the shit so fucking yeah. well. Yeah. And um, what that woman did was again just like Ava uh, Duvernay said it was beyond systematic like mm. she had an agenda yeah and she knew that she needed to it, watching that reminded me of um when I saw uh, OJ versus the people with Cuba Gooding Jr mm-hmm. and how <laughs> HBO like literally reenacted what you know that whole situation happened with OJ and the Bronco and just how well uh uh, the defense, uh, Johnny Cochran's team was able to sell that story. If you could sell a fucking story, you could sell salt to a slug. Like, right. mm-hmm. if you can sell a story and make it seem like it is what it's not, and people actually believe it, Charlemagne says that every fucking day. People believe the lie more than they believe the truth in today's yeah. society. And that's yeah. the fact. Yeah. You can have all the facts yeah. and still be like, yo, this is the lie, though. Yeah. So break down what she did. Um, Basically, what she did was um, she knew that, obviously... Uh, in 1989 in, in, in April there was a group of a whole bunch of boys in the park Central Park mm-hmm. um, that they left literally one side of the park to go to the other side uh, and I guess the term that we like play around with now like yo and kids be wilding like they mm-hmm. like they, they coined that term for these kids like yo they were wilding in the park mm-hmm. and it was you know a whole bunch of kids doing a whole bunch of you know kid shit Kids playing around with each other. Emphasis you know. on kids, like 14, yeah, 13. Yeah, 14, 13, it, 15, right. yeah. just like just starting uh, high school. Some of them still in junior high school, shit right. like that. So she um, she she rounded up a group of them and then they all uh, narrowed it down to five kids and basically said that these kids were involved in the raping uh, mm. uh, of, of, uh, of the young woman who got raped uh, in, in the park. Ironically, the same night, mm-hmm. the same night, but... They were nowhere near where she was at. Right. Um, and she basically painted a picture that they did it. And um, it's, so, it's so funny because one of the, uh, one of the kids, uh, Corey, Corey was not even there. there which is the, and he served the most time. He did. Which is Because she crazy. was very, she was brutally beaten yeah. too. Yeah. So he was big he, or something? Huh? He was big. He was the bigger one. The biggest they one said there, so. that she he hit her with some kind of bar or mm, pipe or right, something. Right. You know, I can't believe they they were even able to do that. Like, dude wasn't even there. Nah, he wasn't even there. He, he went. Corey went with his friend Yusuf Salam, who actually met Yusuf in real life. Oh wow! And then had a conversation with last year. Wow. Um, and that was that was breathtaking and by by itself. But 
Uh, Corey only went with Yusuf Salam because he was like, yo, that's my friend and your mom would kill me if I don't go with you. So right. he was being a good, good friend. friend. Mm. And you being a good friend cost him literally half his half his life. And, and he seemed like he got the worst. Of no, it. he did get the worst. That that last uh, that last part was just all him. That was that was horrible to watch. <sighs> solitary confinement. What that's they did. That the was cruelest form of. Punishment. I mean, I got a brother who was in South. So I the, the, the mm. jail system is just Disgusting. crazy. But she painted this picture of of all these young men and. Throughout the years, when they were serving time, she was off writing books. I didn't even know she was writing books. I didn't know that. Became uh, a New York Times bestselling author. Came out with four books. All so of them went to the top. basically just like taking this situation and using it to propel her to... Yeah, to Absolutely. propel her whole career. Like yeah. her whole life. Like she, she created a lifestyle off of a crime that these kids did not commit. So she's basically living a lie mm-hmm. um, off of these kids for all these... So everything that's happening to her, I'm actually glad that it's happening to her. So um, I hate to I hate to play devil's advocate yeah. uh, with cancel culture, but mm. are we not allowing her to be able to change or make reprimands or reparations for what she's done by canceling her, or it's just like nah, fuck her. She nah, we need the same energy like how people give you know uh, these the, these these dudes who've been preying on these women all these years in the Me Too movement. If they're going to go to jail for 30, 40 years, I we agree. need the same energy for her. I agree. If y'all want to cancel R. Kelly, so we need the same energy for her. I agree. I don't give a fuck. Yep. We need the same. I need the same energy. Yep. We gave it to OJ. Yep. I need the same energy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I need, I need the same energy. Fuck that. Donald Trump, we need the same energy. Like, mm-hmm. nah, yep. I need the same energy. Absolutely. I completely agree. That's it. Put her under the jail. Yeah, that's it. Right. Did you see the Wall Street Journal? Yeah. Oh I'm my like, she took God. out a fucking ad? And you know what's funny what about fuck? that? She she was smart to go to Wall Street Journal and talk to mm. that group of people mm-hmm. because that group of people probably haven't even seen the Netflix. No, they right? haven't, yeah. So she's so already... They, they sided with her, yeah. Hell yeah, she knew what she was doing. Yeah, she was trying to use her white influence and she was trying to use the little bit of influence she still has left. Right. It's all, it's to all coming to an end. get someone on her side. Yeah, it's, Quick. All, it's all coming to an end. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you think she's going to get jail time though? I doubt it. If she does, she's not going to serve much. Mm. Um, just like um, a few. Uh, I don't think she can because she was what she did was under the guise of her profession as a lawyer. Come on, man. oh, so, that's bullshit. <laughs> come on now, it's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, and this is why the system is the way it is today. Uh-huh. We have we have all these loopholes that oh, you did this bad shit. Eh, you're not going to really serve time. But for it, well, yeah, I mean, because when you when you are a lawyer, your whole job is to paint this particular picture to right. get somebody to side with you to get the juries to side with you yeah, so she flat out lied yeah. like, yeah, now, it, like that's why that's why a lot of people don't like lawyers yeah <laughs> but unfortunately i don't think she ever she she didn't take the stand so no. there's no perjury that that Hello. could be there has to be presented. a loophole to get her ass yeah in i jail. mean there, there should there, there should be there, something there probably is we something. don't know the only she thing broke is, rules period she it, can always say that this is what did the evidence said to her? But it didn't. It'll, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, obviously when the, crazy. when the DNA does not match and you still go forward. Hard. Um, Beyond that, the part in the whole movie where she was like, the times don't add up. Like she, it, she was yep. like, let's change the times. To yep. make them. I was like, wait, mm. what? There's a whole 45 minute gap. Of- she, she was like, let's make, she's like, let's make it make sense. Yeah. She's like, we have to get these boys. They're animals. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. They, they could do that? I mean, that, right. that shit was crazy. The right. only other thing is, is, that is also a serious, not like, it's supposed to be based off of a true story, but right. 
we don't know how much of it was changed. I'm not saying that Ava DuVernay is, is changing a narrative to, right. to to make this woman a, a, a evil person. Right. She, I'm sure it did most of the things there. But it is also a more dramatic flair added to these type of shows. And well, stuff to the, make the, the, the good part about... So I'm actually glad and very fortunate that even though... So I was born in 1990 and this situation happened to these young men in 89. So it was a year before. I'm glad that I met Yusuf before mm-hmm. they started shooting this. Right. And I'm also glad that I saw the documentary. Mm-hmm. Not this one I ever do. There's a whole nother one at, on actually what happened. Like the right. real videos. Right. Interesting. And I met the up. people who did that documentary because I'm, I'm a part of an um, organization called African Poetry Theater. And we had a whole um, screening for them at the the moving museum. Uh, the the, the move the museum image. of the move, a moving image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a story. And... Uh, we saw the documentary and some of the people that were actually in the documentary were in the building. Mm. So we had a whole political discourse. I'm actually glad that happened for me. So my my, my thought process in looking at this, I can say some of it from what they were saying right. is, is definitely on. factual. Mm-hmm. It's, it's spot on because right. just to see the pain when Yusuf talks about it right. at the actual screening was, mm. was, 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 was mind-blowing because it was like, yo, this really happened to you and you really went through this and you didn't have to because you were framed well yeah i mean i think it all ties in it ties in from the police narrative from the police reports yeah and how those get beefed up to make the police seem like they were doing their due Mm -hmm. diligence and then that translates into the the courtroom and it does it all which goes back to we need more people of color Mm -hmm. in higher places that actually care because once we get to those situations you know what i'm saying we don't have people there that that care about us you know what i'm saying it's gonna fall on deaf ears you know what i'm saying we need we just need it we gotta that's how we fix it i think someone else that we uh needed was missy elliott getting inducted i love her songwriter hall of fame Hey, I love hits her. on top of hits. What what are we even talking about? So, well, how important is that though to the narrative of like hip hop culture? I think um, and and women and, and black women. I and, say I say it all the time on because she's the first black woman. Right? I was gonna yeah. ask like when was the yeah. last one? Is there one yeah. like yeah, first I think black she's the woman. first? I always Jeez. say it on my Facebook every once in a while. Outside of hip hop and outside of the arts and culture, the higher we place the black woman is the higher we go as a society. Mm-hmm. I always say that, um, and it's true because. When you look at what we need to do versus what we can do is I feel like everything kind of starts with the woman. And everything kind of ends because the woman is the only and I don't care how many technological advantages is happening, how many you know times you might freeze some shit in some big ass laboratory freezer <laughs> woman. The woman is the only one that can bring life into this world. Yeah. And I'm teaching my little one. God is a woman. Fight me. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm not even gonna fight you. I'm yeah. encourage you to keep doing that. Absolutely, saying that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think a lot of times when you, when you look in a lot of different industries, even outside of art, like way outside of art, when you look at you know bioengineering and you know you know you know women becoming pilots, you know you know women becoming the first to you know create this you know cure for something, they don't get the the light that men would get and they don't get the, the same shine as like a white man would get. And so I think it's important that when we have something like this, this should be this should be a global phenomenon. We should be talking about this uh, for mm-hmm. the rest of the month, you know right. what I mean, and you know, and and we should be, you know, encourag- all month. Yeah, hey. we should be encouraging more women to, you know, strive for that. You know, you don't always have to be, you know, the one in the front. You could mm-hmm. be the songwriter, mm-hmm. and you could, you know, help create, you know, the next greatest hit, or you know, you can help create, you know, the next greatest symphony or something like that. You know what I mean? So I think that's dope. 
Shout yeah. out to Missy. Yeah, I love you. She Missy. earned that. She, yeah. she earned that. It's definitely, definitely dope. Um, now I feel like I have to research and find out other like yeah, African American women who yeah. are writers. I'm like, because I was thinking, I'm like, damn, am I just like sleep? Do I not know any of this? Like, is there another one? How, when's the last one? There, you know, last I think one who's she's been the one, in, the, the first of hip hop. I'm, I'm sure there's other Come black on. women. Yeah, but um, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's dope. I it think it's dope. it's super dope. I agree with everything you said. It's definitely about elevating the black woman. Um, and I think there's a time and place um, for that. So that's mm. that's super exciting to see that happen. Yeah. And I just did the math. I don't know how old she is, but um, hip hop, um, hip hop was created in 1973. We in we in 2019. It's 46 years. So hip hop is still is still crazy. young. So we still have you know. And when I say we, the people who are a part of the coach and not just wearing the clothes, you know, listening to the music, the people that are doing the work, you know, yeah. supporting the shows, you know, supporting yeah. the music, you know, buying the albums, doing the streams, you know, it's up to us to really make sure that more things like this happen. Because uh, I think we're, we're living in a time too where everybody wants a piece of hip hop and yeah, everybody thinks sure. they're hip hop. Everybody thinks they represent hip hop. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that. They are adding to the culture. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks that they're helping the culture thrive and get better. But low key, there are people that are coming in saying, yo, in a few years, we trying to change this whole shit. Mm-hmm. So be careful. And Bobby, what do you stay can, vigilant. What do you consider your genre to be? Oh, I'm still figuring it out, if I'm going to be honest with y'all. Okay. Because like I have so many different influences, right? So I have like a... Okay, I love my boom boom. I call it boom boom the 808. <laughs> okay. I, I, lo- I love that. So I have like a trap feel to mm-hmm. it. And I talk a lot of shit, not in the stuff that y'all mm. seeing it, but I talk a lot of shit kind of like a rapper. But right. I also have a 90s feel mm. and I also have a raspiness. So like me and my vocal coach, shout out to Misha, mm. we've been trying to do all of it because I have lower registers. So I don't know. Alternative R&B, mm-hmm. um, r and bass okay. is mm. what I've been leaning. So but, you know, it's really going to tell when I release my EP the people won't tell me. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? So that, that, that's what right. I'm relying on right now because I don't really know. Goddamn. What's up? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think this is that is that age though, where people have so many different things, elements that they're bringing into their artistry mm-hmm. that trying to define, going in trying to define it is yeah. often hard. Yeah, kind of let the the market define it. And there's so many subgenres now. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, forget about it. So yeah, it's mad subgenres. So Tamar said that her new boyfriend is the one who taught her or is teaching her how to love. Mm-hmm. Are there any experience? Wow. Yeah, I know that's a that's a crazy thing to say. That is a crazy statement. Uh oh. Hold up, he feels some kind of way. Hold on, what is he? Well, for me, I, the the first thing that comes to my mind is like, have has anybody ever experienced a relationship where you felt like that person has elevated your ability to love or your ability to think about love? Like, has anybody yes. experienced? You have? Hell yeah. What what made that? Like, what were the elements that they taught you that you didn't have before? Oh, that's, it's, it's a word. Get in there, get in there, man. You gotta get to the deep shit. I, I feel personally, anybody who's in my life, um, I wanna feed you. I'm good mm-hmm. to my friends. I wanna feed you any way I can. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, if I see you're lacking somewhere, I'm gonna help you with love. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you criticism with love. So, um, I expect that from my friends and especially my significant other. I expect to be fed. I want you to feed me and help me with my flaws, help me with my insecurities, help me. You know what I'm saying? So when someone can 
guide you and lead you the right way they're helping you become a better person mm -hmm. they're helping you how to love like you know what i'm saying so i've had guys who have like i said i used to be a little hothead you know right. i used to get right. with it you know and i had a boyfriend that would not argue with me mm. he's not he was not gonna yell he was not gonna do that with me because that's for one and, and it's it's really about how you approach it too he was like uh you're my girl and i'm not gonna disrespect you Right. And I'm not going to call you out your name and I'm not going to yell, you know, I'm not right. going to yell at you. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a time out. You go relax. I'll go relax. You know, and that's the first time I've ever experienced that. You know what I'm saying? Usually guys will go back and forth with me, you know, the guys I dated before right, then. Right. So he elevated me. Now, I'm not arguing with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not right. going to disrespect my man. I'm not going to call him. My, but he taught me how to love better. In that, and that's just that mm -hmm. example. You that's know what I'm saying? So... If, if a person you're with, uh, whether you dating them or whether you're friends, they're not teaching you how to love better, teaching you how to be, how to grow and be a bigger person, get out. I mean, like, absolutely. That's what people are supposed to be doing. No, nah, that's that's fire. I think that is fire, fire. The the one I don't know. One thing that I I think that that comes to mind for me is like affection, like mm -hmm. teaching me. It's okay to be more affectionate because I'm like my emotional empathy is is low. I always tell people that like it's super low. Guys what, in general, man, yeah, are like tough. what bothers you? I'll be looking at you like, nigga, what are you? Like, what's up with you? Mm -hmm. Like that's literally what I was like. What's up with you? It's not even that big of a deal. But learning to be more affectionate, even if I don't think it's a big deal, and like. Mm -hmm. Figuring out, like, all right, listen, it's obviously a big deal for you. Exactly. So let's figure out, like, how to work through it and make it better, at least to a point where you feel better about it. Right. Um, I think that, yeah, being in certain relationships and dealing with certain women has, like, allowed me to learn that. I'm still, I'm still in the process. Yeah, of women, it. I feel like women are healers. You know what I'm yeah, saying? For sure. And men, too, in a, in, a different, sure. in a different dynamic. But women can. Definitely. Like, I have some guy friends. I'm like, man, when you get a wife, this shit's going to be over with. Like, you finna have this all There's just certain stuff that, that I see needs a woman's touch. You know what I'm saying? But mm, I, I made a comment about um, Jada and Will. Mm -hmm. And I did not expect the that little backlash I got from the guys on my page. Because I was like, you know, I can't wait to be what Jada is to Will one day. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to uh, support a man the way that she does. And I got so so much many guys like oh well jay didn't make him she he didn't need her but that's not what i meant you know what i'm saying uh, like did. a woman's touch is he did need her you know they needed each other though and they both said it so i and didn't I see what the say, problem they, was table talk was real like, yeah they must not have ever listened to will if they feel like like he didn't he need said her. it that's what i was like yeah that's what i'm saying he definitely said it right he definitely also said that he tried to in, he said in different words, but impose his will of what he thought a family would be. Yeah. And she was the one who broke that barrier down for him and allowed him to realize, no, this is what you wanted as a family. Right. Like, but that's but not what real. I want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he definitely needed her. Do you have any any situation that or or a lesson you learned that comes to mind? Uh, this is going to sound crazy, but it's twofold. I feel like. I've been in mad relationships. I'm in a relationship now, but there's no level of sacrifice that a woman has ever showed me mm. other than my mom and my sister. Mm -hmm. The sister that, 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 that I live with, uh, the sister that I grew up with, uh, Lisa and my mom. Uh, and I'm with women who are strong. I'm with women, you know, from the islands. Um, but it's just something about the way that my mom 
exuded sacrifice in a household and to this day um still the number one person she could not have the dollar mm-hmm. and then lie to somebody to get the dollar just to give to me mm-hmm. and then be like you ain't got to give me back the dollar right. i'll figure out how to give it back to that person i'm like damn that right. can't teach that you either got to have that right, right or you don't you know what i mean and even when it comes down you know the other day i had a situation i was in atlanta um i didn't know so many goddamn holes would be on my fucking cards and I was like, Ma, I don't have no money to eat. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm going to send you some money to eat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. That's and she probably didn't have it. That's but she she sent it to me and was like, this shit, you got to give me back. But <laughs> <laughs> she was like, but I'm going to help you out because I can't have my son. But you still had that option. Here. You yeah. Said that, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I feel like, and then the other part of it is, I feel like I'm the person always in all of my relationships that I'm the one that... Um, for the most part, is the most affectionate. I'm the one that makes the ultimate sacrifice. I'm the one that puts mm. their body on the line. You know, I'll take. You need the to lo- be fed more than. I think so. So. In other ways, are you like a fixer? Like, do you like to help people fix people? You see something wrong? Like, I just feel like it needs to be reciprocated. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm definitely a fixer. I feel like I'm, I am too. I feel I'm, like I'm more of a helper. Um, uh, another word for yeah, a fixer. I, I feel like I'm a helper because. Somebody might have a situation where they need me to help and I could be tired as fuck. I mean, I'm tired right now. We ain't right. going to get into that. But um, I- I'll just do it. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just, you know, and my whole thing is I'm not I'm not asking for it to be reciprocated, but you have to, though. I want the same level of intensity. So if Absolutely. I'm giving you I have a good friend, uh, CDB's. Uh, he's actually getting married um, on August 23rd. I'm actually going to be the MC for the for the for the wedding party. Mm-hmm. But he was Shout like that. He mm-hmm. used to, he was like, he used to approach his relationship 50-50. Like, you know, I give you 50, you give me 50. That's He's like, no, I'm going to just approach it. Like, I'm going to give you 100. Right. right. You give that's me how, 100. That's exactly So how that's I how I look at things. And I never looked at things like that until I met him, until we started talking about that. Because a lot of us go into a situation where, and I feel like we talked about it on the show, like, you're 80 on like a, a slightly off day may not be my 100. Right. And we also have to find a balance. But at the same time, if we're, if we're, if we're trying to do something to the best of its ability, putting our best foot forward yes. means I give you 100, you right. give me 100. Right. You know what I mean? Now, look, so I, I did that too. And I, would, I couldn't really figure out with friends, people, person I would date, I couldn't figure out why the hell I would just feel so spiritually drained. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, I actually did a Motivation Monday about this uh, probably like a year ago now. Be selfish. You know what I'm saying? Not to the point where it's going to hurt mm-hmm. the other person. But, I mean, it all goes back to self-love. Like, I am drained because I'm giving my everything to mm-hmm. you. I'm not going to have anything for myself. And if I, it's not being reciprocated, like, right. you need to be selfish a it's little so funny bit. You I don't say think that. it's a bad thing. It was an artist that came to a show that I had in the Bronx yesterday. An artist that um, we booked. And the artist that I don't know. Um and his first song was about self-love. He was like, mm-hmm. yo, I don't mean this in no disrespectful way, but sometimes you just got to be like, fuck human beings and focus on yourself. For real. And that's what his whole record was about. And I was like, whoa. But that's that's what you got to do. He was like, yo, how can I really be helping me out? And I'm nowhere near, you know, where, where I need to be at, but yet I'm giving you the time Everything. and the energy. Right. Yeah. And I was like, yo, he's saying some real... And it, I, felt, I felt when he said that, because I was like, damn, I'm that person. Like... I'll be on like 50% mm. and I'm still trying to give you 100 no. and I'm like, I'm I'm at half life. I'm very careful with that yeah. now. If I feel drained, I will like, 
I gotta shut down for a week. I gotta right. be meditating. Mm-hmm. I gotta right. go somewhere beautiful outside. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, I just started doing that. Like last, I I, the week before last, I had an anxiety attack. Yeah, and I had to turn my phone off for the whole day. Yeah, some people was mad, some people wasn't. But I was like, but Yo, if they love you, they'll understand. Like so some chill people, the fuck some out. people ain't give a fuck. Well, some some people thought note. I was doing shit I wasn't supposed to do. I was take like, note. Oh, boy, that's all. Take note. <laughs> yeah, now nah, I feel you. I mean, that kind of segues into Taraji P. Henson's yes, uh, health, health Summit. Y'all so, good. Y'all is good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her, man. Um, it's needed. Yeah. What What is the end goal conversation that we're trying to have regarding black mental health? That's that's kind of the question that I keep coming to is like, what what is the what is the end goal for it? Like, where do we want to see our people be regarding mental health? I think we need to start here, and I feel like starting at this point is because I feel like we all have these thoughts. When I was 10 years old, I tried to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to start with, do you love yourself? Right. Like, like we need to start right at the core, like self-love. Like, yo, we're just going to go around the room or, you know, we're just going to take a few, you know, hands. Mm -hmm. Who in here loves themselves? Right, right. You know, take away the clothes, the money. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a dude, take away the chicks. If you're a girl, you know, take away the dude. Who in here loves themselves? Who are you? What yeah. do you like to do? Who are you? Right. And a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Simple questions. It is. Yeah, very simplistic. Who are you? Yeah. And what do you like? What do you like? A lot. Yeah, I've like asked a lot of people. Yeah. Like, I, and anytime I meet anyone, anyone, I don't know how, it's probably me. I'd be annoying. I'd be like, what are you passionate about? What do mm. you do? You know what I'm saying? That's are you me. doing yeah. what you're passionate, yeah. what are you passionate about? about? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because... As far as like end game, I don't know, but I I know where we need yeah, to start. I don't yeah, I don't know the end game either to be honest, but I feel like we're going to be having this conversation for a while because going back to what you said about Wale and how, you know, his culture where they weren't really, you know, uh he didn't really see certain stuff and in my house, um which is something that I feel like I indirectly broke um in my house cuz I come from a predominantly Jamaican background. Both mom and dad is Jamaican born and raised. Um we didn't really have conversations about um so how was school they might just ask you how was school and i was it and then you would just say school was good and that was it that's, that's where as far it would, as it would go that's right? as far as it would go because my parents was always the ones to say you know we put clothes on your back we put food on the table so that's, that's it no mm-hmm. and i realized when i was starting to have these suicidal thoughts they didn't really take me seriously until i actually tried to take my life on several attempts until i ended up in a center till i ended up getting diagnosed with you know right. so they really was like this is actually serious. Yeah. You know, our son is about to do something that potentially, you know, we are enabling because we're not having conversations. Right. And it all know? starts with the conversation. And the thing about it, like I went to therapy myself mm-hmm. and I love it. Right. Like I'm, I'm but date or er, therapy is like dating. So you got to find the right one. So now right. that I'm in Atlanta, yeah. I'm dating. But anyway, <laughs> um, it just having a, com- I went there for a certain reason, mm-hmm. right? I was sexually assaulted in 2015. Wow. So I went wow. there for that, but the conversation I went for, it, I realized that there were so many other things that were just, that mm-hmm. st- went down to childhood. I was like, damn, I didn't even come here to talk about right. this, but there's so much baggage there. And I feel like uh, I was reading an article and they're saying like, now it's showing like, people really feel lonely right now. And mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. funny that, you know, we have access to the whole world, but so many people feel lonely now. So even being able to have a person, you know, um, a professional, I would say that because 
you know, sometimes friends don't give the best advice, but to have a licensed <laughs> professional, especially my girlfriends, I love y'all, but y'all be telling me to do some dumb right. shit. You be telling so, her some dumb shit? No, she don't. <laughs> she don't. She, she like, whoa, whoa, nigga, you don't even know don't me. Don't put me in this shit. What are you talking about? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not putting it But I will say my friend from the islands be telling me to do some crazy shit. Well, they're from the islands. Exactly, Come that's on. why I put that in there. They're <laughs> 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 like, yo, kill him. Right. Kill him. We need to be able to talk to someone who ain't gonna tell us to do no crazy shit. And you know, just <laughs> just kinda <laughs> I thought you said you wanna talk. She had to clear her name. She had to clear her name real So, you know, um having someone there that can like steer the conversation. It, but the mm. thing is, like you're doing most of the talking. They're mm. just leading you. They ask Absolutely. the perfect questions at the right time and they uh challenge your your beliefs and your perspectives because you know we when we start thinking about something we'll go all the way left and just kind of overthink that Mm -hmm. thing over and over and since it's just us in our mind and not being able to bounce it off someone else we might not see it from a different light you know what i'm saying but having someone challenge that and like oh shit i never even thought about it like that maybe i I was tripping or, or stuff like that you know so um i think uh Therapy is amazing for anyone, whether you had trauma or not, because you, everybody needs someone to talk to. And I just love that, goddamn, I could sue your ass if you go anywhere and tell my motherfucking business. But you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's that's also like you feel safe. It it definitely feels like a safe place where you can say whatever. There's no judgment. You know what I'm saying? And you know you're not alone too. I personally haven't done any group stuff. I haven't gotten there yet. But um, my therapist did recommend trying to do something because you feel you, you know that you're not alone in certain things, you know, which I feel that that's important. I think you made a really good point that I think people really need to understand because there's always this like stigma around therapy or going to, to speak to somebody about mental health. But I think the point that you, you made stand out that I think is really important is having a conversation with somebody who is going to ask you and lead you down the road for you to uncover things about yourself that you may be overlooking because a lot of what we learn to do to survive and to to be day to day, it covers some of the traumas that we've had. And we don't even realize why we do the things that we do. You you go from zero to 100 real quick and you think that that's okay. You think that that's normal, but you don't realize that because you do that, you're constantly getting into arguments. And that people don't want to deal with that energy from you. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, oh, well, just F that person. But no, no it's, it's, it's you. you. <laughs> and where is that coming from? Where, right. where are you getting that that anger from? Or right. where are you getting that anxiety from? Right. And things like that. And when you kind of uncover those things, it allows you to heal from it. You know, they, it doesn't always have to be medication or going down that, that method. It could just be you're living and you're functioning every day. That doesn't mean that your mental health is 100%. You know, it it could mean it's just like a physical health. You could be walking every day, but your ankle could still hurt. You know, your knee could still be busted and you could still be feeling like you're fine, but you're not. So unless you really sit down and uncover some of those things, those behaviors that you put out there that everybody's like, oh, she just crazy. You mm, think it's funny. Yeah. Like you think nah. it's the fun things. Yeah. Nah, that that's because there's hurt behind trauma. that. Yeah, there's, there's a trauma there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think that that's that's like you guys said, we, we got to kind of start there and really understand what mental health help looks like. And yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that 
your damaged goods or right. your, your crazy. Like that's yeah. the stupidest thing. Like you do not have to be crazy. Yeah, you don't <laughs> to you don't. to go to therapy. You don't. You, all just, of us just, have some form of mental health mm-hmm. work that we need to do. Right. It's, it may not be major. Right. You know, a lot of it might be what's considered minor, but it's still work that needs to be done Absolutely. in order for us to be truly positive, loving individuals to like make an impact. Yeah. So before we get out of here, we got to just talk about this Adrienne uh, Bayline, Baylon, whatever the hell her name is, um, situation where she says she can't go 12 hours <laughs> what? without sex or masturbation. Oh, shit. That's, What's her number? That's, oh, that's, extreme. <laughs> that's extreme. Damn. And she is married. Um, oh, she is. Damn. Yeah, it, she that's, is. that's even more extreme. Wow. That's, damn. Is she not getting enough of I don't of believe her? that. Shit. I don't believe is she it. not getting Let's enough of her husband. husband? Bring her husband up here. Like, like I mean, he'll tell all. It could be true, but I don't. Shit, he, may say, he may say some shit that we weren't supposed to know. Like, oh, damn. All right, y'all should end in today. 12 hours is crazy, though. 12 like, hours that's is twice old. a day that's minimum. Wild. That's That she, means she that she has just, to get off twice a day. She was... I don't think she was exaggerating. She just threw a, a number, bit, number yeah. out there. Yeah, I think yeah. she's twelve. Yeah. Twelve. That sounds good. She was yeah. exaggerating. She picked the perfect platform. National television. Yeah. Right. That's right. what we do. <laughs> Yo, we live she in a such a clickbait society. Even know. Oh my fuck. That, my, I hope it wasn't clickbait. I hope it wasn't to oh, get. Oh shit! She said what? Hey, yeah, to get people talking about her. But I do know there are women out there that like. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's men too, but no men. Men. No men told me. I feel like. I feel like they should be raw after the first right, round. Hello, <laughs> round one. He talking about jail. <laughs> she can't like... go twelve hours without. I feel like if you like, so here's some science, right? So I feel like after, and I learned this from reading this. This, this, I got the sexology book, um, which is on uh, uh. Uh, Taoism. So hmm. they they state after a certain year, like I think after after you're 25, 26, if you're a male, your penis starts to point in a different direction, and the direction that it like w- when it gets hard. So like it starts to point in, and that direction will mean how long, <laughs> how long, <laughs> how long, how long you'll be able to keep it up as you uh, continue to oh, like I, have sex. Yeah. So I it's, thought that meant like that's the side that they use when they are. Oh, I don't masturbating. know. Masturbating. That's probably a different. I mean, I masturbate with my left hand, so I give that with the right. And masturbate with the left. <laughs> wait, so, you know, no. Uh, I mean, wait that you way know, because right. when you masturbate, you okay? Nah, no, I don't. I don't, <laughs> and I don't. I don't know. I've never. I've never. Wait, I, I, I forgot what you're. I don't shake. I don't shake with the left hand. <laughs> shake with the right. I could not be too. You know, you know what I mean. We learned something new today. You know. <laughs> That's this, interesting, This is still dad has some bow ties. It's still a bit of ratchetness and wildness associated with the show. But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like um, there, there are a lot of... When, like, I, I got a... I got a uh, I got I got a screenshot in my phone. I'm just waiting for the right day to save it. The, the the joint says everybody wanna fuck. Everybody just not just everybody just don't wanna say it. Like er, like everybody at some point thinks about, damn, I wanna fuck or I yeah. wanna masturbate, but shit just don't happen when it when 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 you want it to happen. So you gotta pull up Adrian, you just gotta masturbate yourself, you know? You just yeah. like, like like my girl would say, you just need a good rub out every once in a while. She'll tell me, you know what I mean? Flick the beans. There are women out there yeah. who they're Play super with the mouse. Yeah, they'll, they'll play with the fucking string in the yeah. bathroom and just go in, you know what I mean? Put that shit right here, you know what I mean? Uh, Shout out to Hitachi. Yeah, you know, because uh, she was like, sometimes, you know, vibrators is not enough. You know, sometimes dildos is not enough. And then sometimes it's not enough because the battery might fucking die. 
No, 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 no. Uh, shout out to Hitachi. Oh, I don't know what that is. But Plug okay. in the wall. Ain't oh, no batteries dying. Oh, <laughs> shit. Ain't no batteries dying. Shout out to these fucking sex toys, man. Revolutionizing the culture. Whoa. I'm scared of the sex toys. They're about to replace us. Have you seen the pocket of the pussy? <laughs> shit, they're about okay. to help out. They're about to help out. Pussy, have you, or pocket pussy, have you seen that? No. I see it. I'm not with it. Whoa. I saw the shit you talking about though. The pocket. Now I'm not with it. I saw that shit. Pocket pussy. I, there's nothing that makes me want to be like, yeah. Like I would feel stupid <laughs> just sitting there with this shit. <laughs> not, not me. Not me. Nah, that ain't shit. for me though. Bring, bring me to the sex museum. Yeah, I'd rather know. Where's the bathroom real quick? Yeah. I'm feeling up. <laughs> Put that shit right on. Call it a day. We good to go. I feel you. Clean that shit out with some good at with some good Dove soap and be good. Use it the next day. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe it's because I mean, what? I don't know how old she is. She gotta be over mid thirties. Her collection must be lit. So she got money, so she she's super lit. But that's yeah. when the sex drive for women's supposed to go up. When? So, when? After thirty? Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> after thirty. Okay. So you know, maybe she's experiencing Marking my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's experiencing some of that. Yeah. Um, going on there. How often do you think women need it a day? I mean, I know there's different opinions. Okay. Like a day. Like just for like, like, boom, today is Sunday. No, we'll see. Personally, yeah. like I have times where like I don't care at all. And then I have okay. like a week where I'll be like, I'm in heat. And it'd be like a right. few, few times a day. You right. know what I'm saying? I definitely could go. But on the regular, hell no. Mm-hmm. Don't touch me. All the, no. Right. <laughs> so you said on a, wait, so in a week. What yeah, we talk, what yeah in a week. What's like the number? Well, if From I'm, Sunday if to I'm Saturday. in heat or if I'm not in heat. Well, a, let's let's talk about average. Okay. Yeah. Average, maybe like twice. Okay, for masturbation or for for sex, for fuck se- masturbation. Oh. Yeah, maybe like once or twice. Once or twice for the week, for the whole for, week, for seven days. So for the whole week, you good. Two two times seven days, you like, right, cool. I'm great. Yeah. Oh damn. Okay. And then when you in heat, sex. Yeah. Who knows. Oh okay. shit! That sounds <laughs> that sounds scary. like that nigga penis need a battery, guys. <laughs> Bruh, you gonna need to really work that, out before we fuck. That's how frustrating. Cause right. on the average, you only getting one out of the week, and then when it's time to get it, when she's ready to get it cracking. But we didn't ask a hard question. We didn't what's, ask what's how many hard, times for the month. I'm not doing that with you. <laughs> for the month, because if we do the math, if for the week is one to two, that means she only fucking. Eight times for the whole month. That's it. That's what I'm saying. That's frustrating. That's rough. We, we, we got 30, 31 days roughly in a month. If you count February, you only got 28, nigga. A leap year don't come every but four years. But then when she ain't eating, right, nigga, I need but see the thing is, right. But see, the thing is, like, I... I have birth control, right? So what I think it we is... We didn't ask you that. No, but it, it all plays in. Okay. I... But I think it is uh-huh. when you're ovulating. Okay. For yeah. Sure. So it happens, like... I don't want to say it happens every month, but... Kind of like so every month when or every other month. involved when it comes to that. The emotions kick in a different way. Body start to feel. Nigga, come on. Where you at? Like oh, a, I get mm, mad. I get oh, aggravated. You get, oh, you get antsy. Yeah, just yeah, like food. Like I have a 30-minute oh, like morning. <laughs> I have a 30-minute morning. Like I'll be really nice. I'll be like, yo, it's time for us to make our way. Oh, shit. That's the 30-minute warning. So, wow. You get the same thing when it comes to sex. Listen, we got to wrap this up. We got to go home to the car. We got to mm, go somewhere. Damn. So, so. <laughs> What's the ideal amount of time? Like, how long should it take? Oh, the duration. Oh, yeah. That that varies, nigga. That, you know that varies, bro. People it does. Got, people got some people, people got shit to do, some bro. Some shorties will be like, five minutes is good for them. Really? It depends. I, I've it heard, depends. Oh, I heard five Look at her face. 
I would have gone like, nigga, not even for this gum, nigga. Not even for this gum. Five minutes ago. I heard 15 minutes is ideal. Yeah. 30. Yeah. And then some niggas be like an hour or more. I don't want to go with you for hours. Mm-mm. Oh, with no. breaks? No, you are not tearing these walls. <laughs> Hello. What's the we ideal time? We can't be putting miles on next year, right? We can't be putting miles. He he probably don't. We can't be putting miles on the pussy, baby. He probably don't. So we so we talking 15, 15 minutes? Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. A str- a strong so we got fi- a strong fifteen. A strong. Oh, it should have. When they see us, <laughs> when he sees you, yeah, fifteen minutes. Yeah. A strong fifteen. She said twenty. A right. strong fifteen. But we, if we gonna make a night out of it, let it be a, a night. We gonna make a night out of it. Meaning, yeah. so he's sleeping rounds. at night. He's sleeping at night. So that means multiple rounds. Right. Right. Okay. right. 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 Multiple rounds. Of yeah. Okay. What's the hardest round? What? <laughs> when I get to round three, it's like we we about to die. For me personally, <laughs> round well, two is always the okay, hardest no, round because round two no, I stay the I, hardest. I, like, I'm it, saying, but if you're talking about like round after round after, like there's buffers, like you know what I'm saying? Well, chill, chill, like, yeah, let's I don't really food. do that no more. A <laughs> no, little stranger I'm about to be 30. I don't really do that no more. <laughs> A little stranger thing. If you in the already middle. spend the day together, like. Sometimes niggas not even spending a day together. They coming in while the day is like about to end type shit. Like, no, nah, well, we talking about different things. Okay. So you're talking like a vacation. And a day? I'm not even talking about like a vacation, vacation yeah. day. Y'all, y'all just chilling for the whole day, yeah. not doing much. Yeah. Fifteen minutes. Damn. No, it's not fifteen. Whole minutes. day, oh. fifteen minutes. That's, that's At, like rounds. Oh, rounds. Yeah, fifteen okay. minutes in between. After fifteen minute rounds all day long. That's not what you mean. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so She's worried about her walls, bro. She's worried about her walls, kid. Oh no, that sounds frustrating. <laughs> she, she <laughs> love, she love now. The nigga <laughs> might dip out next year. <laughs> 2020s are on the corner, bro. 2020 is going to be a year of perfect vision. You don't see some shit you don't like. Really? I'm going to see everything I like. I don't know what you're talking oh. about. Oh, shit. All right, well, you know what? Wild Beat, it has been amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> literally. For, for an hour, because we went a whole hour. We didn't go 15 minutes. We didn't go 15 yeah. minutes. You we know what? We went, we, we, went, we went a whole stop. hour. Y'all we went a whole hour. It might have been an hour 15. Yeah. Yeah. Been an hour, so we didn't take no breaks, though. So no break. We, no we did a whole round. Yeah, get out. fucking round, nigga. So... Um, you got the tough knot for everybody? Yeah, so the tough knot, ladies and gentlemen, is just simply this. Um, I think this was a, a great uh, episode with all of the things that we talked about, but I feel like with all of these things, the number one line fact is definitely mental health. What goes on in a person's mental health to, you know, want to, you know, get the paddy wagon out with 72 people out the whip and like put mm-hmm. your motherfucking hands up? What goes through an officer's mind? You know, what goes through... Um, a uh, a lawyer's mind when she knows that people didn't do what she claims that they did and then they serve literally all these years for it and the only ones hurting in the end is them and you know the community and you know the the people that you know are, are rallying behind them to try to get them to get the convictions overturned you know what goes through a person's mind so um i think everybody needs to take the time out to really assess this situation Going back to what Wildby said, self-love, self-care, you know, take a spa day, man. You know what I mean? Turn your phone off like I did for a whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, take a walk, you know, um, read a book, shit. Um, you know, if you know, if you want to stay home and, you know, just try to catch up on some sleep, yo, sleep. Shit, that, that might be the healthiest thing you do. You know what I mean? So yeah. be wary of, you know, your mental health and really start to ask yourself the hard questions. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, my body like shut down last week. I was just sleeping like last week and two weekends ago. 
Um, what would dad say? It is uh, Father's Day, so... Uh, and I'm still not a father. Me neither. <laughs> it's ironic that I'm the dad hats right. of it, but... I'm glad um, I'm not a pops right now. I'm, I'm still a little wild. You say you're going what? I'm still a little wild right now. I'm glad I'm not a pops right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm still a little wild there. I don't know what you're yeah. about to get into. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> About to get into a lot. Uh, okay. yeah. He about to go play, daddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody, some, somebody walls. Yeah. God. <laughs> so, what would dad say? Dad would say presence is important. Um, being there, being present... Being mindful, um, that is an important thing, not just physically, but as we spoke about earlier, kind of go full circle, mentally as well. And in all facets, it's not just being there for your children, but being a good father is also being a good husband or boyfriend. It's, it's about being present and showing your child what that interaction is supposed to look like. So right before you go and you yell at your girl over some dumb shit, or you go and you get into a big argument with your wife over some silly shit, you should think about what you're modeling in terms of what you're showing to the people around you, what they should um, anticipate or expect from people, what they should take from others, all those things. You have to you have to take that into consideration before you do the things that you do and when you're representing yourself. You also have to keep in mind that even if you're you're not a father, you may be a father one day. So all the things that you do all the ways that you move, you have to be mindful. And I think that one thing that society does is it always makes excuses for men to do dumb shit. And we have to get beyond that because we're getting we're getting past that point anyway. With new women voices uh, mixed in, we're getting past that point where you can say or do some dumb shit and just get away with it because you're a man or nope. that's what boys do. Or it's nope. a song yeah. or it's a play. It's, it's nah, just nigga. This. Nope. Nah. <laughs> you, you're a respectable man, just like you want your daughter to be respected, just like you want you know your wife to be respectable when she's representing you. Now you need to represent her appropriately too. But beyond that, like I said, it's not just about being a father. Um, it's about being a man and or or woman and presence in general. Your presence in life um, really makes others understand what's going on, and you allow them to see what they may want to be or what they may not want to be. So hopefully when they think of you, it's in the light of I want to model what that person does. And that's what dad would say. Wild B, you have anything to leave off? I know you got social media handles that you want to put out there. Yes, I do. Um, I want to add something in really quick if I can about the self-love. This is for you. Because the self-love is like so important. Me and um, my best, one of my other best friends, Brittany, we started doing something really cute. In um, Atlanta, which I kind of want to start doing in other places. Okay. We call it a sleigh day. Okay. So my daughter is nine. She's really starting to figure herself out. You mm. know what I'm saying? So she's experimenting with her hair, clothes. She wants to do makeup. And I completely want her to be open to explore all of that. So we came up with sleigh day. So it's pretty much all day is dedicated to pampering ourselves. Mm. Oh, wow. So like we've done... I, I, I'm thinking in, in the future I'm going to co- collab with an actual spa. Mm-hmm. But what we do is we go to a store to, for makeup or hair stuff, whatever, and all day we're just, we'll cook, we'll have um, kitty mosas. It's orange juice and a Sprite for her. Mm-hmm. But we'll have nice. a mosas, and it's just all day you worry about yourself. And I had a friend come over, and she's like, yo, this was so therapeutic for mm-hmm. me to be able to just worry about myself and love myself 
you know, all day long. Just love up on myself. Nice. You know, and we have a bunch of girls around. So we're like, oh, you looking cute. Okay, them eyebrows. Right. Okay, come through eyebrows. So, you know, so we all hyping each other up. And I think, um, you know, the way society pins uh, women against each other, I don't know women like that. The, you right. know, the women who I hang out with, we not like that. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I really want to press on self-love and do a sleigh day. I'm about to do a sleigh day on Tuesday. Do, do a sleigh day. No, down. you tell your girl. I'm to do a sleigh day. No, I'm going to go by myself. Okay. Thank you. Self love. I'm going to go by myself. Self love. Say the fuck out. Thank but you. But yeah, that, that. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. But um, yeah, so um, I did also want to touch base on Go Slow and Go Slow was touches on actually what you were just saying about mm -hmm. being present and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it's like a Caribbean dance kind of vibe, R&B vibe, but. It really what it means to me is like slow down, be present because the person who I wrote that about, I was out dancing, and it just kind of felt like everything was in slow motion. You know, we have chemistry mm. with somebody. It's just kind of like so. Every time I hear that song, it r reminds me of that. So um, I thought it was really dope to drop that one first because that's what I'm trying to do. My music is therapeutic to me, so mm -hmm. so what I'm trying to do with my music. Um, as far as if you want to say hey to me and you want to follow me, you can hit me up on Insta, on Twitter, on Facebook. All of it is at It's Wild B. And then my website is also It's Wild B. It's Wild B. It's Wild B. 15 minutes. It's Wild. <laughs> sure. Listen, I will say this, Wild B, you're a really dope dope person because with the following that you have and the, the amount of people that, that look to you, you are very inviting um, and you're very accepting. Um, especially yesterday, I know you met like a bunch of new people. I only saw a few of them. Um, but even with meeting like the new people with different vibes and different energies, mm -hmm. you're always still like inviting and accepting. And that's a beautiful thing, especially for people who like when, when, before you meet somebody, you always idolize them or you put them on a pedestal right. and you put them up, um, really high and, just to be able to meet somebody and not feel like you're beneath them. Right. And I think that happens to a lot of people who meet their social media, like influencers or, it does. or different um, can get intimidating. personalities. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. And they meet them and they're sitting there like already assuming that they're going to be like put beneath. But right. you always put everybody on the same pedal as you. So I think that's a really, really dope thing. Continue to do that. Continue to be great. We're yes. going to definitely stay in contact yes. and hopefully... Do some more things um, in sure. the future. You know, we got live shows all the time, so we oh, might, bet. Yes. might have to have you come out. Yes. Um, but yeah, this has been another episode of Dads and Bowties, and we out. Peace. Thank you.